Hey, and welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David. Hi, guys. I'm Pepper. And, well, I wanted to follow up with some old business first this week. Okay. Um, people enjoyed your uh, Christmas elf story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I didn't really enjoy it myself when it was happening, but... In hindsight, it was pretty funny. You can give pleasure to other people by telling the story. <laughs> yeah. But one of the other parts of the story I wanted to do research on, which is you dressed as Willoughby Weebok. I sure did. <laughs> and I couldn't find any actual pictures of Willoughby Weebok except for stuffies, for plush. A uh, little plush guys, yeah. I think... Um, I actually think when I was dressed as Willoughby Weebok at, at that department store, I think they were doing some kind of giveaway. If you purchased a pair of the Weeboks, which mm-hmm. were wee little Reeboks, then you would get that as a gift with a GWP. In the industry, it's called GWP, but it's, it means gift with purchase. Well, I contacted one of my friends who does the Retroist yeah. podcast, and he had an actual advertising drawing of Willoughby Weebok. Awesome. Can I see it? Yes. I wanted to show it to you, but I think uh, before I show it to you, I want to say I think it reveals why it failed as a character. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh my. So. Oh wow. Now. Wait, what's that on its foot? That's, um, it's wearing baby shoes, a diaper, and yeah. there are two children. And oh, is he squeezing the child and his legs are dangling? Yes. And and then that baby's waiting to be eaten on the ground because it's a lion. Oh. It looks, doesn't it look like the lion is, is like attacking kids? It looks like the lion is attacking kids. And it kind of looks like the lion is holding like a rifle or some kind of stick along like horizontally by its neck. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot going on. I don't even think I knew that Willoughby was a lion. I think you said that in the last episode. Did I? Yeah. So he was a lion in diapers and what do you call baby shoes? I guess just baby shoes. Yeah, those just white, baby shoes. Those yeah. white baby shoes. Are those white baby shoes or are they little wee box? They're little wee box. Yeah. So anyway, I, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Thanks for the follow-up. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that in the newsletter. Um, we had another, uh, someone write in, because we talked about uh, the city of Yelm last time. Yeah, that for was, the cult. That was called, and Tim Ellis from uh, Dispatches from the Multiverse. Yeah. He sent me an article and just said Yelm, and it was about a guy that has had a physical relationship with over 700 cars that uh, lives in Yelm. What's the, what does a physical relationship? You know. When a mommy and a daddy get together, how do you? I don't. I don't want to. I, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but he's involved in a long-term relationship with a, a 1974 white Volkswagen named Vanilla. Oh, that's so creepy. So that's next to Ramtha. Is he part of Ramtha? I don't think he's a part of Ramtha, but he's doing. Wait, it was in the news? He did interviews about Wait, it. Wait, he's proud of this behavior? He's proud of it. Wow. Oh, I don't even understand how that how that happens. 
But I don't want to talk about it because I don't, I don't want to imagine. I know. I was just mentioning it to you because I thought it was about how you, weird Yelm the city is. Yeah. It's a weird place. Well, yeah, if there's that dude. Wait, does he have 700 cars or does he just cycle through them? <laughs> I, I don't know that he necessarily owns the car so much as rents the car. Ooh, oh my goodness. Okay, watch out for Yelm. <laughs> keep going. If you're heading that way, keep going through. Park, park near the door. Yeah, well, don't park in Yelm, because who knows, your car might get assaulted. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you had an interesting thing happen this week. You, um, well, we have an older couple that lives across the street from us. Yeah. Henry and Dee. Henry and Dee. Well, yes. I think, well, <laughs> D is my friend. Like, D is my yeah. friend. She's like my girlfriend, sure. and we hang out and walk yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. No, we like And she, she is older than, yeah. than us, but she's kind of, she, she's just, you know, she's D. Um, but her partner is, um, what, like 16 years older than she is. So he is. And he's in his 80s. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, she's, yesterday, she turned 71. Um, so she's significantly older than us, too. But she's, like, really, she's with it and spry and chipper. And Henry is, too. But, you know, he's, like, 86. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I love them both so much. Well, he's in his 80s. Yeah. And. Um, as she said, her birthday was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so now you you don't have a phone relationship with Henry. You call D, especially if something's going on in the neighborhood, if there's a weird car or yeah. noise or whatever, you guys call one another and chat. You yeah. go for walks. Yes. And, and and um they both are at that age where they're not um very technically savvy, and D won't even text. So, um, you know, we will talk. And if if I'm outside, if I'm going to the post office to drop off one of my Poshmark packages, um, or if we're going for a walk... I sometimes feel like they keep their door open and they like watch for us, yeah, and then they like, just to we'll, say hi. yeah, she'll pop out and say yeah, hi, yeah. and you know, we'll just chitty chat for a minute. But you don't have a phone relationship with Henry, is my point. No, I don't have a phone relationship with Henry. He just got hearing aids, um, which that's kind of a funny story too, because now Dee thinks he's creeping around listening to her conversations, her phone on the conversations, phone. yeah. She whispered, like, when she talks to me, she'll, like, come out the front door and, like, say, let's go to the sidewalk and then whisper because she thinks he's got supersonic hearing now, which I think is super cute. But, yeah, Henry is not somebody um, that we chitty chat on the telephone at all. you, You got a call. Well, so, um, you know, like I said, Dee and I sometimes run around and do stuff. And um, I I called her because we were planning on running around and doing one of our little top secret, secret projects on Wednesday of this week. And she has grandkids and they are... Um, 
you know, doing school from home because of the virus and her son and his partners asked her to come and just hang out at the house while, you know, they're a little bit older, they're teenagers, so they can kind of fend for themselves, but they wanted, you know, somebody to be there for them. So we had to cancel that adventure. And so I thought like the next day, I think it was the next day. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just do the adventure the next day. Um, so I called over around 11 o'clock um, in the morning, and I left a message because they have a old-fashioned old answering machine. And I just said, hey, D, you know, it's 11 o'clock. The adventure was to go to the Goodwill. So I left a message, and I'm like, hey, D, um, I'm thinking about going over to the GW today because that's what I call it. And... Um, it's 11 o'clock now, and I'm heading over around noon. Um, I'm not sure if you're with the kids today, um, but if you'd like to go, either give me a call or just like stop on over at noon, and, and we can head over. So I get a call. Yes. And I'm like, oh, look, it's Henry and Dee. It's probably Dee calling to say she's either going to go with me or she can't go with me. So I answer the phone, and it's Henry. It, it took me a little while to decipher what he was requesting, um, but he was requesting that I become his personal shopper, <laughs> which I'm more than happy to do because I I do personal shopping in my real life for, usually it's for like you know, women, um, but, um, and you know, my customers, but he wanted me to try to find a pair of dress slacks for him at the Goodwill. And he wanted them for, well, he wanted, he didn't tell me what he wanted them for at the time, Mm -hmm. but it was so stinking cute because Dee's birthday was on, um, on Saturday and um, he wanted me to find him these trousers. And I thought it was just kind of like a little secret between us. So I didn't say anything to Dee about it because, you know, you got to have your secrets. Um, so I found him a pair. Um, uh, they were pretty nice. Uh, and then when I got home, I sanitized them. And then I ironed them, pressed them for him, too. Mm-hmm. Um and I hung them up on a little, you know, a little flocked hanger so they wouldn't get wrinkled. And I ran them over there. And so um, in the meantime, he had also asked for us to do a little shopping for D on Amazon. Um, and so we picked up a, a present, a pedometer for her, like an old fashioned one, like not one that you have to hook up to your phone. It's not like a Fitbit, but just one that would count steps. So I delivered, when I delivered his trousers, the other package hadn't arrived yet. And so then when that other package package arrived on, it was Friday. Yeah. You wrapped it for him. I wrapped it up and I went over and I dropped it off in an Uncle Ike's um, pot shop bag, which I, that was, that just made me laugh. So I don't know. I hope he took it out of the bag before he gave it to her. Maybe, maybe not. Um, that was just kind of like my own little inside joke to make me, make me giggle. Um, 
But um, I asked him, I said, oh, how did those trousers, those, those dress pants work out for you? And he said, oh, they're, you know, they're going to work out just fine. I'm going to wear them tomorrow for Dee's birthday, uh, which I just, see, that melted my heart. So I just want to wrap up though. You didn't say it, but so you got him pants. I did. <laughs> her present. Yes. And one of her presents. He one got of her, her presents. And he got her, a, he got her yeah. a watch. And yeah. we got the cake. <laughs> yeah, because she, much like my sister Carrie and my sister Sarah, um, Dee loves like a white cake with white frosting. Right. Like a white wedding cake is great or vanilla. And her, like she loves that stinking white cake from Costco. It's so good. And both of my sisters love it. I love it. So um, when we went to Costco on Friday, we picked her up. A white cake for her birthday. What and I they're thought. the best neighbors. Yeah, they're great and neighbors. Henry, if you remember, Henry is the reason why we bought the house we're in right now. Yeah, because he he he. He's and, the mayor. Yeah, he's the mayor of our block, and uh, when we drove by our house a couple of times, he gave us the eye to tell us to move along. When we were looking <laughs> at our house, we were like, "Oh, that's a good sign." Yeah. So, um, what I wanted to talk about today, though, was Roscoe, and. Um, how famous he got. Oh, so Roscoe was our pug baby. Yeah. Oh, I love that little guy. He's been gone for a while now. Yeah. And yeah. we, um, you know, we got him uh, from a little farm. It was kind of a disreputable breeder. We Up in Carnation. We yeah. didn't know better at the time. No. Um, and he was covered in fleas. And, um, you know, we had to give him soak. And it was a whole... We got thing. him when he was only six weeks old. Yeah, and I'm so glad we did because when we gave him his, when I was able to give him his bath, which was just so pleasurable, um, and he loved the blow dryer, like it was warm on his little tummy. Um, I think we picked. What, like 38 fleas off his It was little, a lot of fleas. And he was like a pound and a half. He didn't weigh very much. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to talk about, though, was how um, I ended up turning Roscoe into the most popular pug in the internet for about five years on Google. I know. If if we had him at, a, at right now, he would have been more popular than Doug the Pug. Yeah, well, D- Doug the Pug was one of the things I was going to mention because Doug the Pug... Um, is is his own thing, and I think that uh, his owners are great. Yeah. He has a nutritionist and all that. Yeah. But Roscoe, I think the first blush of fame that Roscoe had, um, well, he was in the Archie McPhee catalog, yes. of course. With a little beanie on his head. With a little beanie on But then um, when uh, we Archie McPhee sponsored a pug event, Roscoe was on the front of the Seattle Times. Yes, in the beanie, the in same the beanie. photo, yeah. yeah. And he was on the t-shirt too and for he was that the purebred rescue. Yeah. He's a was very charismatic. Oh my gosh, he was like a he was superstar. He was one of those dogs that um, people knew it, like we didn't even think like they had no relationship with us. They just right. had a relationship. It was Roscoe. They yeah, a, yeah, yeah relationship with Roscoe. And um, so he actually had people recognize him from 
the cover of the Seattle Times. Yes. And there were not as many pugs when we got Roscoe. No, because, like, how long ago was that? It we got him to... in the mid-90s. Yeah, so. And um, the only, then then um, Men in Black had that Frank the Pug character. Yeah, so and we had Roscoe before that. Before that. In yeah. fact, people would call him Frank. Yeah, yeah. Um, along the, along the. In the Seattle Center, especially when we would walk through yeah. Seattle Center, um, and remember when he once peed on the guy in the Sasquatch costume? Oh my gosh! So that was when we had a basketball team. Was it a basketball team here? And we lived down in Lower Queen Anne, which the air, the the play. I think it's called Key Arena now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would play. Ba- it was a professional basketball team. Yeah. Seattle. Supersonics. Supersonics. Yeah, we're so bad about that. And their mascot was a giant Sasquatch that looked a lot like Chewbacca, right. in my opinion. But dressed in a basketball uniform. Yeah. So Had, it was like, like the long yeah. shorts on, yeah. But um, we thought, oh, Roscoe's going to be scared, and he wasn't scared. And then he went up and started smelling him, and yeah. then he just peed on his leg as if yeah. he was a thing. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fun. And Sasquatch didn't know that happened. No, we, we skedaddled pretty fast. We skedaddled fast. out yeah. of there before we didn't tell the Sasquatch about that. That was a surprise for later. But the, um, <laughs> what catapulted Roscoe to internet fame was... I, well, your, we, fo- your photo we, series? I started a photo series called Disinterested Pug with Found Objects yes. on Flickr, which is, I, I, it still exists, but it doesn't exist in the same form that it used to. That was, Flickr was the original Instagram. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. And um, so I was working uh, to figure out how the algorithm worked on Flickr. Uh, by taking different pictures and putting them up because you could become one of their featured pictures of the day and then yeah. you would get lots of likes. So I started this photo series because at the time when we would go for walks, there would be the strangest objects just left on the street. It's so weird. Yeah, it would be like a typewriter one day and couches. Yeah. And like, but it was a very... Odd random assortment. Yeah, and um, especially because we lived next to a, uh, an odd park where yes. people would just abandon things. Yeah. So, you know, one day I would go out there and there'd be a blanket with a giant Bible open on the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And so I would just take a picture of Roscoe with it. Yeah. So I did this whole series of pictures, and um, it was probably about 100 to 120. I didn't look it up to see how many mm-hmm. it actually was, but it's probably about 100 to 120 pictures. And as I kept taking the pictures... Roscoe online was getting more and more famous. Mm-hmm. It was crazy how it built. And I made good friends like um, Linda Lombardi yeah. and uh, a couple other people. Rachel Va- um, Vala. Vala. Who, I, I think that she has a pug. Yeah, she has Iggy Pug. She has Iggy. Well, she had Iggy Pug 1 and now she has Iggy Pug 2. And I think maybe Roscoe helped influence her decision yes. to get Iggy. Yes, and I think so, for sure. That series of photos took off, and I was playing around with Google at the time, and it, for about four or five years, if you typed just the word pug into Google, eight of the top ten pictures would be pictures of Roscoe. So he was whatever Google was at that point. But I he also was have the to standard say, of pug. you are like an expert at... Search optimization. 
Well, I, I certainly was at the time. I don't know if I. I still think you are, but. But I was at the yeah. time, and and so it was hilarious to see how much traction Roscoe got. And I don't know if you remember, but after YouTube started, somebody made a series of videos where they were animating pictures of dogs, and they actually uh, and had them tell jokes, and they had Roscoe tell one of the jokes. I don't remember that. Yeah. Do you was, remember the joke? <laughs> I don't remember the joke, but I remember uh, it was a uh, it was a picture of him with an ice cube bag in his head. And I showed you the video and you wouldn't watch all of it. You could only watch like 10 seconds. And you said, that's not Roscoe's voice. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't stop. Roscoe passed in about uh, 2009. Roscoe passed away. And um, we were super sad, but I didn't take the pictures down off the internet, and they just kept building for about four years. Um, they even there was a BuzzFeed article in 2013 that was like, "This pug's disinterested in everything." <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, "A car with a unicorn? He don't care." <laughs> That kind of stuff. Oh, I love that photo. That was a great one. There were so many good ones, David. Well, I'll link to some of the pictures in in the newsletter for this. I didn't realize he was on BuzzFeed. Yeah, those pictures were on BuzzFeed. They actually were all over the place. And there was one picture, and I put them all up as Creative Commons. Yeah. So um, I used to um, get notifications all the time. Uh, because what I asked in the Creative Commons was they could use it for whatever purpose, but they needed to credit me. Mm-hmm. So I would always get credits yeah. whenever it was used. So I would it, I would know, like, oh, this picture got used. And so I was used in tons of, uh, he was used in tons of PowerPoint presentations. And I took a picture. Uh, when I remember I was doing that uh, hypnosis podcast. Yes. So I had headphones and a micro, pretty good microphone. And so I took a picture of him laying on our dining room table wearing the headphones in front of a microphone. And that ended up in so many, because everyone who did a presentation about podcasts used that picture, because it was also like at the top, like if you just typed in the yeah. word podcast back in, you know, 2009. He was also, like, he had Adorable. the best face, yeah. the best pug, and the way it smelled. Mm. <laughs> you love the smell of a pug It's face. so stinky. It's like, I would have never thought that I loved that. Like, it's kind of stinky gross. It smells like a combination between those weird plants and fish sauce. And sometimes when we're on our walks and I get a whiff of it, because there's a plant that smells like that, it makes me, like, long for Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> when when it came time at Archie McPhee for us to make a mask, because we had that popular horse mask, mm-hmm. we followed it up with a pug mask, mostly inspired by Roscoe. They yeah. ended, we ended up not... He had a really specific pug face. Sure did. And it needed to be more generic mm-hmm. for a mask. Um, but Roscoe was one of three pugs that we drew pieces of to make the pug mask. So that was crazy amazing Um, because we had that pug mask and it was part Roscoe, which always made me feel better. Yeah. And then um, a couple years after that, we decided we were going to do action figures. 
of people wearing our masks, and there's one of me because I took the picture. In yeah, because you were wearing um, your red hoodie. Yeah, and you were wearing the pug mask, and then they turned that into an action figure. And what did you guys call it? Roscoe, of course. <laughs> so it was a mask, and then an a- Roscoe was a mask and an action figure, and it just kept getting bigger. And then two years ago at the Super Bowl, um, whatever team was in the Super Bowl, they had some kind of dog connection, which I don't know what it was, but they started wearing pug masks. And so at first they were wearing wearing the official Roscoe pug mask, but they got so popular they got knocked off. Yeah. So people were wearing horrible, weird um, derivatives of yeah. the original Roscoe pug face. It was almost like um, a bad Xerox copy over right. time where it would start with Roscoe's face and then it just got more and more distended over time yeah. <laughs> into this odd caricature of what it originally was. But there was still little drop, enough yeah. of his little drop of charisma in even in those bad factory knockoff yeah. mask from yeah, Alibaba. Yeah, and these masks are like the full head. It's not just like covers your face. Right. It's like a rubber mask that goes over your entire head. Much like the crow one we talked about a couple podcasts ago. One of the things I was going to mention just from a marketing standpoint is it just shows the power of repetition um, to make something happen. Yeah. Because that was one where it started so small with me. I didn't even take his leash off for the first yeah. few pictures uh, that we took of him. It was just him. I can't even remember what the first one was, but like next to a vacuum cleaner with his leash still on. Yeah. And then eventually someone's like, you should just take his leash off for those pictures. It would make him a little bit better. And then I got a better camera. Well, that and I remember too, like um, originally he was such a good boy. Yes. Such a good boy. Originally, we you would take the photos and we would be closer to him. And then it get, got to the point where you could just set him on a sofa that was on the curb and then walk like 40 feet away and take it from far. And he was just like, this little just doll. like sitting there with a sign that says free next to him. <laughs> with his little drop of pug. I know. So, but if if you do something enough, if you repeat it enough, and it's distinctive enough, you can really, like, we went from that picture to the Super Bowl. Isn't that crazy? To think that, like, if that first picture weren't taken of him not being interested in mm-hmm. something, that mask would have never been at the Super Bowl and on the national news. It's just a, a weird echo. Yeah. Of... Uh, effort and time. And uh, I I just really appreciate that. And so if, I think if you repeat anything enough, you can eventually get famous for it if, if it's even a little bit distinctive. Um, for instance, having a physical relationship with a car. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to bring that up? I'm sorry. Did Stephen King do a movie like or a book, write a book about like that? I'd love for a car. Well, he had Christine, but yeah. I, I don't. I think that I don't think that was the same kind of love. Okay, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> I just I I wish you hadn't planted that seed in my head because I'm just like 
Don't I'm, don't Google it. I'm not going to. You think I'm going to Google that? <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com.